Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into a News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal St. Cyr alongside Justin Barney. I feel like we haven't done one of these in a while and you want to know why? Because it's the offseason, yep. and the Jaguars are going through free agency, and they haven't done anything. That's it's, it's, it's weird. You know, $175 million in guarantees <laughs> last year, and this time it's the bargain value bin at Walmart kind of savings. They're you past know, you're that. Looking, you're looking at those DVDs that are, you know, buy three for a dollar kind of things. That's the Jaguars' free agency strategy. Last year they just kept adding zeros to those yeah. free agents. This year it's been – value bin kind of signings and we knew that was going to happen we knew that was going to happen but i still think there was some panic from jaguars fans about hey why are we not active why are we not doing more things and there's a good reason for that yeah you know there is a good reason for that this week they're having the owners meetings in phoenix arizona all 32 teams general managers all 32 teams head coaches they're in arizona as they discuss things like rule changes and some of the other things going on around the nfl doug peterson took some time talked with the media and one of the things that he said was that This was kind of by design, which is what he had previously told us, but I think it'll put some fans kind of at ease to hear him say it again. This year it was about trying to get our guys back, the the UFAs on our roster, to try to get them back. And it's the the hardest thing every year with with free agency because, you know, you're going to lose some guys. You know, you're going to lose some some great guys, which which we have. But at the same time, we had enough guys – still on our or you know ufas that, that we got back that uh um still give us that depth we need and still give us that the the youth that we need and the competition that we need and you know um our philosophy with when i say our with myself and trent um you know we you, you don't want to if you don't have to spend a lot of resources in free agency don't do it right you want to be able to build through the draft and and keep your team, you know, keep your team coming from the draft up. So, you know, that was kind of the uh, the difference I think this offseason than last. So there it is from Doug Peterson himself. He prefers this type of offseason. Him and Trent Baalke want to build through the draft. The key to building through the draft, though, is you can't miss on those draft picks. And I know you know when you go, you don't have to go very deep into Jaguars history to start just rattling off miss after miss after miss. But we're not going to hold that against Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke because so far their dra- yeah. or at least Trent Baalke's draft classes with the Jaguars have been pretty good. Doug Peterson only has really one under his belt but we only have early yeah. returns on them. And the expectation or the hope is that some of those guys are going to take some big leaps. If this team is going to make the jumps and the strides yeah. that they're hoping for, they need guys like Trayvon Walker, uh, Devin Lloyds to make big leaps as they go into that second year. Yeah, and they, they did that with – if you look at Trent Baalke's first draft class, I know Trent gets a little bit of a bad rap because he was, the hang, he was there when Dave Caldwell was there yeah. that last difficult season. But, I mean, his two draft classes have been very, very good. I mean, I can't give him credit for Trevor Lawrence. I think you and no. I have both said that. I can't give him credit for that. But two years ago, Tyson Campbell came in the second round. One. Travis Etienne was that second first-round draft mm-hmm. pick in, in that uh, Jalen Ramsey trade, that pick that was acquired by the from the Rams in that trade. Last year's uh, selections, we're still hoping to see a little bit of that jump. And, again, 
Jacksonville's predicating everything on this offseason, the free agency, the strategy they have mm -hmm. on those draft picks making that leap. And that is historically something that Jaguars fans in this franchise have been tortured by because they have drafted so poorly. And that's why you've seen them have to write these massive checks in free agency. Free agency should be spot filling your roster. It should not be restocking your roster. And Jacksonville through a 10 and seven regular season finish AFC South championship, they feel like they have a roster that's built to contend. They spent a lot in free agency last year, but the key in free agency is why you don't see teams like the Packers. You don't see these teams that are historically good just writing checks every year for tons and tons of money because mm -hmm. you've drafted well, you've developed well, you're signing those draft picks to second contracts, right. and Jacksonville has not done that well. So you're hoping that the draft classes of the last two years continue to take those steps forward. Trent Baalke is planning on that. Doug Peterson is planning on that. And you heard from Doug a minute ago that that's what he wants to do. That's what you have to do to be a successful NFL team. Yeah. But if you're Jacksonville, are you banking on this, you know, these draft picks continuing to pay off? They've historically not done well here. Look, they have to. I mean, Trent Baalke's first draft class is really good. I mean, yeah. we're probably going to see Walker a little as a starter moving forward. I know you rattled off a couple of them, but I really wanted to – Andre Sisco yeah. took a huge jump in his second season, and that's what they're kind of banking on. We saw Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisco, even a Walker a little, take big jumps in their second year. If you can see similar jumps from Trayvon, from Devin Lloyd, even a Snoop Connor, maybe a Montard Brown, guys yeah. that, that got some playing time but maybe not – ton of playing time or or didn't play as well as we'd hope you see that same sort of jump from those guys the Jaguars are in a, a pretty good situation where they can kind of yep. move forward we'll talk a little bit more about this year's draft class in just a second but we want to stick on that kind of free agent subject for just a just a little bit more because there is one free agent out there actually there's, there's still a few like I want to remind people like Arden Key is a guy that just joined the Tennessee Titans and people are upset like the Jaguars let him walk the Jaguars signed him on March 30th last year March 30th. Free agency was dead and some kind of way they brought in this guy Arden Key from San Francisco who just didn't get the contract he was hoping for and it was a one-year deal. It worked out. He was helpful for the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. There's still time for them to get those similar type of impact players out there. There are guys that didn't get the money they want. One that Jaguars fans are very familiar with, Jan Yannick mm -hmm. Ngakwe. He's still a free agent but I know the one that a lot of Jaguars fans are hoping for is Calais Campbell. <laughs> That's okay. The mayor of Saxonville, there's right. definitely some nostalgia there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and the fact that, again, he's played in Jacksonville. He was yeah. extremely popular. He was a man of the year guy. Um, in the running for defensive player of the year, he just, he, mm -hmm. again, the nostalgia, the emotions of Calais Campbell, what he meant to Jacksonville, was through the roof. He was a phenomenal acquisition at the time. Jacksonville needs immense help on the defensive side of the ball. They need to be able to rush the passer. Doug yeah. Peterson alluded to that. This week at the owners' meetings, you've got to be able to rush the passer. And Calais, to me, is a guy that makes sense. He could come in late. He's not going to get a, a mega contract. No. He's not going to be an every-down defensive lineman. He's well-loved here. He could be a rotational piece sure. at a discounted price. And, you know, Doug Peterson says we have to get better at rushing the passer. And he's hoping for Trayvon Walker to improve. He's hoping Josh Allen to improve. Fifth-year option for Josh Allen. And you're maybe hoping for a, a – a, Roy Robertson Harris to emerge and take that next step. He's back. 
Um, and maybe an Arden Key type of player comes to Jacksonville. Could that be a Calais Campbell type of situation? Hey, look, Calais could definitely give you like the three, four sacks that Arden gave you. I mean, he's got 99 in his career, so he's trying to get to 100. It would be nice if the mayor of Jacksonville got that 100 sack as a Jaguar. But past like the nostalgia and, and all that with Campbell, he can, he's still a high level run defender. He gives you some versatility to play inside and outside. He'd make sense for the Jaguars. Right now, Calais is kind of doing the free agent tour, visiting a lot of different teams. Uh, I personally would be surprised if he made a decision before probably off-season workouts started rolling along. He's a veteran guy who doesn't necessarily want to have to do all those things. So sitting out some of that would make sense for him. I don't get the feeling that there is a decision imminent from at least the things I've heard when it comes to him any, either. The Jaguars would love to have him, but he's going to see what options are out there and then kind of make the decision and that, that makes sense. fits for him. And, and, to, and to me, that could be an Arden Key type of acquisition. Remember yeah. Arden Key, you know, for all the hubbub he made signing with Tennessee and how much he did for Jacksonville, he built bridges, he – I mean, everything Arden Key made it out to seem, seem like he was the mayor <laughs> of Jacksonville. Yep. His uh, addition boosted Jacksonville to New Heights. That was absolutely – completely embellished by Arden Key. Yeah. He was a good player. I loved Arden Key in Jacksonville, <laughs> but he was had an inflated sense of what he did. Okay. I think Calais Campbell could come in and be that type of player. I love the Arden Key signing. You mentioned March 30th. It was mm -hmm. late in the game. Very underrated, under-the-radar signing, and he ended up doing well. So there are still guys on the market that could come in and do that. I think Jacksonville's you know, for better or worse, I think their defensive line is, is set at this point. I do think maybe in the draft, if you get a guy, uh, I don't think they're going to draft a, a first-round guy that's going to come in and, and unseat in what they have currently now. Um, but I would like to see that because I think that pass rush needs a lot of help. But there are some, some guys out there, Calais being one of them, mm -hmm. that could still make it into Jacksonville and be that sneaky Arden Keep type of signing. There definitely are. I mean, I can throw out a couple of names. Frank Clark's still, a, yeah. but he's probably going to get a decent contract. But at this point, things are quieting down, so you never know. Puna Fort was a guy from Seattle that people had kind of targeted before, early on. He's still out there. There's still a few that are hanging out there that could come in. Yannick Ngakwe is a fun one, but I don't know if the Jaguars front office or brass uh, yeah. that's left around would be okay with that. But he would definitely provide a boost to the pass yep. rush. So there are guys that would make sense that could come and make an impact on this roster. But, you know, Doug talking in, in Arizona, he made it pretty clear that the, the biggest increase from this, for this roster for next season is going to come from players taking that second-year step or Trevor Lawrence's case, taking that third-year step with second year in the offense and the NFL draft. So uh, with the draft still eh, about a month away, mm -hmm. uh, let's start talking about what the draft board could look like when the Jaguars get on to the clock. So uh, the odds for the Jaguars at pick 24, um, and these are coming from bookie.com, they have Deontay Banks with the best odds at cornerback from Maryland. Right. Uh, behind him is Dewan Jones, a tackle from Ohio State, Huge dude. Mm -hmm. Cam Smith, cornerback from South Carolina. Tight end Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Tight end Darnell Washington from Georgia. Then there's Brian Branch, the safety slot corner from Alabama. And then it's the field. So uh, when we talk about the needs on this roster, cornerback is definitely a need. They need a third corner, uh, without a doubt. A slot corner is a huge need. Pass rush is a big need. We can debate the need at, on the offensive line at right tackle all day long till we're blue in the face how to kind of rank those. But I think they kind of hit on a few different mm -hmm. spots, at least with 
their odds right now for that pick. So to me, I think, and, and we talked about this the last time out, I really think that Jacksonville needs to look hard and really scrutinize that tight end position. I am not as needy as far as you know, a lot of the mock drafts have placed them, linked them with an offensive tackle, sure. um, an offensive guard, Osiris Torrance possibly. Uh, but I, I keep hearing offensive tackle, and I don't know if people making these draft picks are familiar with Jacksonville's depth, but they spent a second-round pick on Walker, on Walker Little. Little. Yeah. You've got Cam Robinson, who you've invested in. I know as we get later into the, the contract years on Cam, you know that, that money situation starts to become less and less of a factor. You can move on sure. from Cam Robinson. But I think Walker Little is the guy right now to come in and be that right tackle. Yeah. I don't think that tackle position entering this draft is as important as I'm seeing in a lot of these mock drafts, um, first-round pick-wise. I do think you have to invest in that pick. Juwan Taylor was a second-round pick Correct. when they picked him. And they drafted – Juwan Taylor is the epitome of what Jacksonville wants to do in the draft. They want to draft a guy. They want to develop him. They want to see him – take that next step and get that second contract in Jacksonville. That's a perfect mm -hmm. example. The salary Except cap, he didn't get the second contract in Jacksonville. Exactly. So it kind, of pinched, <laughs> it kind of pinched them because he had his best year in a contract year. Yep. Jacksonville was salary cap pinched. But I think Jawan Taylor is a perfect example of what Jacksonville wants to do. And right. the, the kind of to buttress that, Walker Little is another example of that. They developed Walker Little in the right. situation with Juwan Taylor in the absence of Cam Robinson last year when he went out with that knee injury. You're drafting and you're able to develop those guys and plug them in when a guy like Juwan Taylor leaves. So I think that situation is a perfect example of what Jacksonville wants to do in terms of a draft and develop situation. Right. I do think that tight end for me um, and cornerback for me are the top two needs Coming up in this draft, I know mock drafts kind of hit all over the place, but mm -hmm. for me, I think tight end and cornerback is where I'm looking in this draft. The only place I'll disagree with you, and I disagree with this list, is I think pass rusher's got to be a, a, a bigger yeah, press priority. Uh, somewhere on that defensive line, a guy that can get to the quarterback has to. And the thought is that as the draft kind of goes along, a lot of the impactful pass rushers probably will be off the board for this range. We'll see how things kind of fall. Uh, we're going to do a, a kind of two-round quick mock draft here in a second. I got two of them pulled up, and we'll see what we can do in the first and second round for the Jaguars. But I kind of want to touch on a couple of these guys. So Deontay Banks, really like him. Cornerback from Maryland, tested really well at the Combine. Incredible season there at Maryland. The one thing that I'm unsure about with when it comes to Banks is he played almost exclusively outside corner in college. Not that it's a requirement that you play in the slot, but the Jaguars have a big need for a right. slot guy, and it would be a huge mistake if they brought in another guy who they get him here and then figure out, oh, he can't be a slot right. corner, which they've done. Like Darius Williams. Well, Perfect they did example. that with Darius Williams. Urban Meyer and Co. did that with Tyson Campbell the yep. year before. So they bring these guys in, they're like, oh, they're going to play in the slot for us, and then they get them here and they're like, oh, he can't play in the slot, he's an outside guy, which that's not a knock on them, it's just a different right. kind of position. So I'd be a little wary of Banks, think he could be a very fantastic player. We'll see how he fits in there. Dewan Jones, interesting because he is a huge <laughs> person. Huge man. 6'8"? Yeah, I mean, he is he's huge. A big, he's a big dude. You put him at right tackle and you just tell him, you know, that guy's just got to run around him at best. Because if they were, if he gets his hands on him, they're not going through him. Cam Smith, um, I'm a fan of Cam Smith just because of his playing mentality at South Carolina. At one point, he was kind of in the conversation mm -hmm. for that top cornerback slot. He's kind of tailored off a little bit but if you uh if you need a reason to sell yourself on cam smith you go look up his press conference after the tennessee game this year 
there's a one-liner that I love, and that's a mentality that the Jaguars defense could use. Um, and then Michael Mayer, we've talked about him before. Yep. I'm not a huge fan there. I'd prefer fan. Darnell Washington <laughs> over Michael Mayer just for the fit of the Jaguars offense, but I don't think I'd want him in the first round. Okay, before we get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out some of the, you know, Jacksonville, the Jaguars have been compiling all these mock drafts and uh, okay. from around the, uh, we talked about that on our last News for Jack podcast. I'm going to go with uh, the most recent mock drafts through the Jaguars.com. Uh, Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, Michael Mayer. Yes. Uh, Doug Farrar, Touchdown Wire, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. That would be interesting. Um, Arif Hassan, Pro Football Network, Antonio Johnson, Safety, Texas A&M. I like him too. Uh, Josh Edwards, CBS Sports, Brian Breesey at Clemson. Uh, again, we talked about him last mm -hmm. week. Tom Fornell, CBS Sports, Osiris Torrance. I think that would be a reach in the first round for Osiris. Uh, guard position, Luke Easterling, USA Today. Draft wire, Michael Mayer. There's another Michael Mayer uh, selection. Joe Broback, Pro Football Network. Brian Branch, Alabama. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Trapasso, CBS Sports. Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle for Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, Garrett Podell, CBS Sports. Dalton Kincaid, tight end. Another tight end linked with the Jaguars. Uh, Tony Pauline, Pro Football Network, Deontay Banks, Maryland, your guy, Daniel Jeremiah, mm -hmm. NFL Media, Brian Breesey, Clemson, so more uh, defensive line help. 33rd team, Keely Ringo from Georgia, another guy we've talked about mm -hmm. before. Uh, Nate Davis, USA Today, Dalton Kincaid, another tight end situation there. Uh, Keith Sanchez, Draft Network, Cam Smith, uh, Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, Luke Musgrave, mm -hmm. and uh, Kent Platt from Pro Football Network. Luke Musgrave, and then one more, uh, Kyle Stackpole, CBS Sports, Darnell Washington. So tight end seems to be gaining traction. These are all mock drafts from within the last month. Brian Breezy fits the Trent Balky mold of a player. Um, didn't have a great last year, but he had some off-the-field circumstances around his family that I think anybody would say, you mm -hmm. know what, I'll give you a pass on. So if he fell, he'd definitely be a guy they'll have a conversation about. Athletic ability, defensive tackle. Emmanuel Forbes is interesting because he is a ball hawk at corner, more picks than the majority of the top guys in the class, but he's also like, I think he's, if he's 170, I mean, that's soaking wet, he's, he's light. He's real light. So that's, that's where the, the kind of debate on him is because, I mean, an NFL player not cracking, you know, that light that's, at corner, that it's, is, a, that it's a little small. interesting. So uh, that, that's the knock on him. But he's, I mean, he is a ball hawk. He's got pick sixes left and right. You can't turn on and look at Will Levis against Mississippi State without seeing Emmanuel Forbes going the other direction. So, um, yeah, so we'll, let, let's look at a couple of these simulators and talk about kind of some of the guys that are on the board here and what we kind of do. So what we did last time um, was we ran two different things. Mm -hmm. So I've got Pro Football Focus and I've got Pro Football Networks simulators rolled. We've rolled it to 24. We'll kind of compare the boards here and then pick who we think is best okay. from, from the overall players left. For me, I already think it's an easy, easy conversation. <laughs> uh, so... On Pro Football Network, they've got Bajon Robinson, who I think is out of the running, Deontay Banks, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Nolan Smith, Darnell Wright. So I'll give you those. I could go deeper into it, but I think we can probably stop stop there. Yeah, it's a pretty I good th list. I think and then on, do you, you want to go through there if you want to pick one from the, from that I, list? To me, I'm, I'm still going tight end or I'm going cornerback. Um, so that, that gives spot. you Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, or Deontay Banks. Oh, that's tough. I went Michael Mayer last time. I think I would go Michael Mayer again. I know that's going to aggravate you. I know I know there's going to be some animosity, some tension, but I still think Michael Mayer, uh, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, I would go with one of those two in that spot, but I lean towards Mayer. I, I like Kincaid, but 
I don't know how you could put it, run a two tight end set with Kincaid and right. Ingram. I, it, they're, uh, they're Mayer and Ingram yep. would be a much better pairing right. of like a tight end duo. But in that same sense, I'm not a huge Michael Mayer fan. I just don't know that how high his ceiling is, the especially Michael Mayer hate club right here. Um, <laughs> of, I mean, of this list, I'd I'd consider Nolan Smith, but I don't think Trent Baalke will consider Nolan Smith. Could be wrong, but I don't think that's on his list. And here's why I said it's a short list. So here's my pro football f- focus list of guys that are left. Miles Murphy, Broderick Jones, Jordan Addison, Bajan Robinson, Michael Mayer, Will McDonald. I, out of both of those, I'm taking Miles Murphy if he's there without thinking twice. Okay. I mean, he, the edge from Clemson, insane athlete, should be able to, to you know, help give them a boost in that pass rush defensive right. line. Um, and that's what they need. That's, that's the, one of the biggest needs on the defense. We can talk to a blue in the face about needing a corner yeah, or agree. needing a tight end depth. They need help on the pass rush. So pass rush, when you're talking on the defensive side of the ball, you know, nickel corner, pass rush, I'm going to defer to the pass rush. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the, the corners last year were great, but again, Darius Williams on the outside, Tyson Campbell on the outside, I like that. Yeah. But in this league, you have got to have a nickel corner that's equally as good as that outside guy. So, um, but I know pass rush. And we are hoping to see that development from Trayvon Walker. We're yes. hoping to see big that, hope. That, that next step from Roy Robertson Harris. We're hoping to see um, you know, that step from Josh Allen in his fifth-year option. Yeah. So um, if you can just in, hope that you get that boost of production from Trayvon and Josh and, and Roy, then I don't think that pass rush is as integral as needed, but sure. again, you've got to be able to get to the passer. And you know, Doug right now is and Trent, I'm sure, are basing a lot of this season coming up on those next steps mm-hmm. from those guys. And yeah, a little, little worrisome about that. Just from you know, Trayvon played two positions last year and was just eh at those positions so Uh, we'll see and there there's a few other guys that could be in that developmental role like we haven't seen jordan smith in what feels like forever because he tore his acl so early last year but that was him going into year two so if he was another trip bulky hit right we could see him come back and make an impact um i mean there was hope the the biggest problem for him is he needed to put weight on right which now he has done so we'll see if he can kind of come together i mean at corner we could they liked montarg brown they liked what they saw from greg jr Mm -hmm. um you know maybe one of them can step up and 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 play some roles for them at least in that slot montarg played a lot on the outside for them this year but we'll see uh how that can come together all right so uh that first round pick did you want to go tight end or did you want to go with the pass rusher? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Michael Mayer. You want to stick and, with Michael Mayer? I know that I know that that's against that's <sighs> against the credence here of Jamal. But I just I, I think positional value. I'm not sure that Trent Baalke is gonna take a tight end in the first round. I'm just saying if you go through his history, like 50 to 60 percent, he's taking a pass rusher. Just saying. All right, uh, so let's go to the second round. Okay. We'll look at the top of the board of the guys that are here in the second round. Uh, we've got a, uh, on one of these on Pro Football Focus, we've got Joe Tipman. He's a center from Wisconsin. Drew Sanders, a linebacker from Arkansas. Sidney Brown, safety from Illinois. Nick Herbig, an edge from Wisconsin. Zach Charbonnet, running back from uh, UCLA. And I'll, I'll just do one more. We'll do six on this one. Uh, Julius Brents, cornerback from Kansas State. As I know, there's some people out there that like him. Uh, on Pro Football Network, we've got uh, Gervin Dexter, Defensive tackle from Florida. Okay. Uh, DJ Turner, cornerback from Michigan. Clark Phillips, cornerback from Utah. 
Um, Siaki Ika, defensive tackle from Baylor, and Zach Charbonnet, running back from UCLA. So I'm going to, again, this is the mirrors kind of like our last. Siaka was a guy we talked about last Sure, time. yeah. Again, it's an interesting pick. Um, it's that depth on the defensive line. I would, I would lean towards a, a Siaka. I think add that, uh, add that depth on that defensive line. Our Gervon Dexter is another guy I think you could, you could look at in that position. He's a Florida guy, big guy on that line. Um, and again, I'm, I'm hoping for that development from those guys, the Josh Allens, the Trayvon Walkers, um, to, to come in and, and fill that void. But I would go with, I would look at some defensive line help. In round two. Yeah, I, I think I'd go a little differently here. Again, I probably would have went defensive line in the first <laughs> round, but I think I'd go corner. I'd, I'd double dip on defense in the first two rounds just for the Jaguars, just because that's where the need is. And that's a, what they a, did last year. I mean, look at look at their draft last and, year. How defensive heavy it was. And that's what it was. It was defensive heavy. And that's the one thing that like keeps giving me hangups as I, I go through the draft process. I keep looking at the Jaguars and I'm like, you have Trevor Lawrence, you have a franchise quarterback but you need defense. But you want to put as much talent around your franchise quarterback right. as possible, but you need defense. Uh, so it's like, a, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, well, you don't want him to be in like those Peyton Manning situations where he's in a shootout yeah. every week because the defense can't stop people. But they need help there. This is a deep cornerback class. The Jaguars need to get into it, uh, and I wouldn't want to wait too long. Clark Phillips, DJ Turner, uh, it, to me, it would be between the two of those. DJ Turner had the fantastic combine. Uh, ran like a four, sub 4-3. Four um, really good tape when you kind of look at him at Michigan. Clark Phillips, on the other hand, awful combine, but really good tape when you look at him at Utah. Both guys could flip that slot role. For me, it would be between the two of them. I think that Trent Bulky would lead in DJ Turner because of the athletic standpoint at corner as opposed to a guy like Clark Phillips. So I'd go with DJ Turner. Okay. Um, DJ Turner there. And, and add that before I went to the defensive line. But again, I probably would have went defensive line early <laughs> and looked for a tight end a little bit later on. But that's just me. Yeah, it's, it's, it, th there's I, a lot of conversation a, to be had here and a lot of, of different think, ways uh, to go. Yeah, I like the athleticism of Adalton Kincaid at tight end. Yeah. I like the potential of Darnell Washington. Yeah. I like the, uh, for, for Michael Mayer, why I like him in, in that first pick. Again, he gives you more blocking, sure. gives you a catcher. He's not uh, a, kind of a mirror image of Evan Ingram, which I think Dalton Kincaid would be. You're mm -hmm. not getting that blocking. You've already lost Chris Manhurts, uh, who was that big blocking tight end. So I do think Mayer uh, gives you that potential. Again, Evan Ingram, franchise deal. We don't know if he's here beyond this year. It would give Jacksonville you know, something we've talked about before on here is projecting and looking ahead. Uh, it would give Jacksonville a guy, second, let's just say Evan Ingram doesn't pan out. There's no long-term deal. Right. You know, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, or somebody slides into that position next year. No, you're not a fan. I know you're not a fan, but... We'll keep talking about this because, like I said, there's a month coming up to the draft. At some point, I'm going to get him off the Michael Mayer bandwagon. I can guarantee it. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. Mayer could, is, should be on the radar for the Jaguars because Doug Peterson does love two tight end sets, so that is something that could be in the realm of possibility. Mayer would pair very well with Evan Ingram. Uh, where the kind of con I don't know that there's a positional value at tight end, just like I don't know that there's the positional value at guard. Right. Uh, so I think that'll be part of the, the conversation. And then when you kind of look at this year's draft class, you see the value at corner and you see the value at tight end. And your questions that you, you have to ask as you kind of look at your draft board, and these teams do ask this, is how big of a difference is it if I take this cornerback from the cornerback I could get in the next round, same thing with the tight ends. How good is this guy compared to this guy? Michael Mayer is a safe pick. Like if the Jaguars are just saying, you know what, we want to hit a single. 
Michael Mayer, probably a double. He'll be a solid, he will be a good NFL player. Right. He ain't going to be a home run. I hi, if, if Michael Mayer is a home run in the NFL, like a, a game-changing type tight end, you go on ahead and re-rack this, and I will say I was wrong, and, and we'll, we'll play this all day. But I just don't think he's that guy. I think he's Heath Miller. He's, you know, there, there's a, we can go through the tight ends. He'll be good. He'll be fine. So he's there. But I think, you know, at some point you got to take those home run swings, and we've seen that Trent Baalke does like to take some of those yeah. home run swings on players, True. at least in the first round. Because that's the only way you really get those kind of guys. So we'll see. we still got about a month out from the draft, so we'll talk more about this for the next month. I'm going to get him off that Michael Mayer bandwagon <laughs> at some point. I promise I will. Uh, thanks for tuning in for the News for Jax podcast. Make sure you subscribe, and you can check out more stuff over on newsforjax.com or that News for Jax Plus app. And we'll see you next time.